Hey guys, Don Mega here from Am I on the Air And I just want to let you know that you're about to listen To the Am I Still on the Air Black Widow spoiler review I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this It was an awesome discussion Breaking down the 24th film in the MCU Now we did broadcast this live on YouTube And it was recorded in video form So if you guys would like to watch it Instead of listen to it Go ahead and head on over to our YouTube channel YouTube.com slash Am I on the Air And go ahead and watch the video version of this uh, episode If you would like to listen That's what we got this here for You can listen to the MP3 Listen to it on our normal podcast feed here So love for y'all to have both ways Whether you want to listen to it or watch it It is available for your pleasure So thanks guys and enjoy the show Hey, what is going down, everybody? Welcome to another brand new Am I Still on the Air? Yes, we are, and we're back once again with another brand new spoiler review. Today, we are talking a little Black Widow. That's right, the 24th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Widow, has hit theaters. It's the biggest movie in the box office, pandemic records being broken left and right, so it's only fair that we come together Put the team back together, Avengers style, and break down Black Widow, the things we liked, the things we didn't like, where are we going with this, you know, and everything in between as we always do with these spoiler reviews. So once again, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers coming at you live. So guys, I'm so happy for you all to be here. And as you know, with the Am I Still on the Airs, the special thing about it is guest. That's what we like to do. We like to bring on some peeps, so to speak, to uh, join us and break down these films. So with that being said, the first guy I'm going to bring in over here is Mr. Peeps himself. What up, man? How you do? Thank you for having me. Yes, thank hey. you for joining. Hey, hey, Mr. People's Forum in the house. People's over here always breaking down a lot of stuff in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Uh, usually the Disney Plus shows on a week-by-week basis. So uh, always happy to have my boy Peeps on here to break some stuff down. And, of course, our third member to the team here tonight is my boy Friggins. What is going down? Hey, you know what, man? I'm here. I'm excited to talk about Black Widow. So I uh, hope you guys got, you know, all your stuff together because I think I'm going to just get ready to bash it. Ah, maybe. Oh, maybe not. Smash. Maybe oh, not. Smash. I don't know. Oh. We'll see. <laughs> smash. And Black once again, Widow. guys, I'm DX Don Mega. Don Mega, your host of the show, and we are ready to uh, rock and roll. So once again, everybody, welcome, man. It has been a minute since we've had the three of us. You know, me and Friggins just a couple weeks ago got together and we did the F9 spoiler review, breaking down everything. Oh, yeah of uh, the ninth film in the Fast and Furious franchise. So if you haven't listened to that yet, check it, check it out. Um, but here tonight, man, hey, it's about Black Widow. We've been waiting. We've been waiting a long ass time for this movie, man. Far too long. We haven't had a movie in theaters in the Marvel Universe in a year and a half, man. Spider-Man Far From Home was the last movie we had in theaters. Of course, the pandemic hit right before Black Widow was about to drop. Um, Black Widow was supposed to come out May of uh, 2020, and you know what went down there. So then it got shifted to the summertime. Then it got shifted to uh, November of 2020. Then it got shifted again a full year to May of 2021. And then 
one more time and got bumped again from May to this past July 7th. Finally hitting screens along with Disney Plus, uh, putting it on their premiere all access for 30 bucks a pop. Uh, so a lot of people, man, it was a pretty 50 50 split over the weekend with people watching it at home and then people watching it, uh, obviously in theaters. I know when I went to see it opening night in IMAX, it was sold out, man. There was not a single seat open in the house. It was jam packed. I don't know about your guys' theater experience if it was pretty packed or not. But uh, it was really cool oh, yeah. to see because I have not seen a sold-out theater like that in quite some damn time. So uh, it's very nice after a year and a half to get back to some MCU on the big screen. We've been lucky that we've had some Disney Plus holding us over. We had WandaVision. We had Falcon and Winter Soldier. We just finished Loki this past week. And uh, and then finally in theaters, we get some more MCU. Our 24th film in the mcu and later in this episode of course we will be bringing you our updated rankings of how these movies kind of come together now that we have another entry and i can't wait to see how it all folds out so um man where do we begin you know that's always the fun part so uh we'll start of course at just overall thoughts you know so kind of um just real quick kind of uh just leaving the theater what was the overall thought so peeps what you got so, I'll break down all my my little bits and pieces, and 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 the way that I I feel about uh, specifics as we go through. But uh, after leaving the theater, I mean, I I can say that I I wasn't dissatisfied with what I got. Um, I the the thought that was going through my head was like, wow, that was amazing. I needed that like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. It was it, it, it I think that was I, a lot I, of people's I, interpretation. Yeah, and 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 I'll just say that, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it, but you know, overall, like I, I had a good time. I absolutely loved some of the new characters that we got. Um it was fun. It was fun. It had that Marvel charm. It um yeah. It lacked in some other areas that I, I feel like if it wasn't a standalone, if it wasn't a Marvel movie, would it really <laughs> like hold up in terms of like a spy, you know, flick? Like maybe, maybe not. Was this movie meant for kids? Is it meant for adults? Is it, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I took my kids there. My kids were bored as hell at some scenes and then other <laughs> scenes they were excited as hell. So I don't know. It, it, it I had a lot of mixed feelings, to be honest, when I had left the theater, and I'm, you know, I had some time to sit and think about it, and and let it, uh, just let it, let it embrace me a little bit. But overall, I, I, I overall, I was happy with the movie. I'm glad that, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson finally got uh, her own standalone flick, and she wasn't just, uh, you know, uh, the, the, like in in the uh, Winter Soldier movie. You know, she wasn't a, a, a side character. This was her movie and long overdue, though, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, long overdue. Um, I'll agree with that. I mean, it's kind of a gift and a curse because I feel like she's earned the solo movie at this point. Right. Like after a decade of films, like we're more in tune with this character. So it's kind of it felt good to see her kind of get her shine. Like, yeah, it almost makes you like wonder, like if she got a phase one movie, like, would we have cared as much, you know, like would it have really mattered. But then again, the other part of me says, you know, this movie takes place between civil war and right before infinity war. And it's like, if we would have got this movie in that actual 
time frame, would have been perfect. it would have been perfect, right? It would have been perfect. Because right? yeah. yeah, yeah, then we would then when she passes in Endgame, you would have had a little bit more to harder. it. Yeah. Yes, because now we've seen family and we've seen kind of this other side of it. So, man, it, it is a gift and a curse based on kind of the time frame that this does come out that mm-hmm. they put this out after she's been killed off in the universe. So that kind of does suck. Um, but yeah, so Fred, man, initial thoughts. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but for the last two years in a row, this has been like one of my most anticipated movies uh, coming out. Right there next to Gambit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. For that one. Still waiting for that one. Hashtag coming um, soon. <laughs> it was listed as coming out. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Initial thoughts was uh, I was super hyped. And because not only do I like MCU movies, not only do I think Black Widow is an awesome character, but I also really like the spy genre. You know, I'm super into the Born Identities kind of movies, James Bond, all that kind of thing. So I had from the trailer this like concept of I'm getting this spy movie mixed with superhero movies. And guess what? It's kind of like that. So, like, I kind of got what I was hoping for, for the most part. You know, it it had a lot of those elements. Um, But like what Peep said, it's one of those films where, well, so some movies you walk out of and you just are like, man, that sucked. And some movies you walk out of and you're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I love it. Yeah. And then there's others where sometimes you walk out and you're like, I'm going to have to think about this for a while. Like, what what was that? Like, there were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. Like, how did that work? And so I, like you, had that same kind of experience where I kind of, like, had to think about it a little bit. The more I thought about it, the more I actually liked it. Um, but overall, it was just one of those kinds of experiences where, you know, as I was watching it, I kind of feel like, this is a little slow. This is really cool. I didn't really like that. Oh, this is cool again. And just this kind of roller coaster of emotions, like watching it throughout the whole process. So that's my kind of general look at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Initial thoughts for me. I mean, coming out that first night, I mean, especially seeing it in IMAX, um, I really liked it. I thought it was, it was, it gave me what I expected. I, I'll say that, right. You know, I think my expectation level was where it needed to be. So I wasn't let down, you know, I wasn't feeling like it left me wanting a bunch more because what else could they have done, you know, with something like this, but it was a fun ride. And what I think really worked well for this, and we'll get into more detail later, is just, you know, it's still, yes, it's Black Widow's movie, it's Scarlet's movie, but it is an ensemble picture in its own way. And that's what I think really carried this film is all the cool characters, right? Meeting her sister and her mom and her dad. And everybody was really, really cool in this. And that's kind of, 
I think without that, if this was just kind of her on this solo mission and kind of just one-on-one with like Taskmaster, like it, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much, but because of the ensemble kind of thing, which um, I saw that Scarlet was the one that pushed for that. She wanted a good base beat, you know, around her, you know, to kind of really elevate the movie. And I think that that's what worked here uh, tremendously. Now I've seen the movie twice already. I saw that opening night on Friday and then went again on Saturday uh, with the family. And, um, I actually liked it more the second time. And, you know, and sometimes it's just, it's that second viewing I find that really gives you your gut feeling on a movie. Cause that first one, you're so hyped, right? Like we just talked about, we waited a year and a half to see this movie since it should have been in theaters originally. And then it's just all this hype, 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 build up, build up, build up. And then you watch it finally. And you're just like, like you said, your emotions are kind of all over the place. You're like, I like this. I didn't like that. There's, I don't know how, how I'm supposed to feel about it. And then, but, but seeing it a second time through that lens of like, okay, I already know what's coming. You can kind of pay attention to a little bit more. You can kind of, you pick up on more clues that are dropped kind of throughout the movie where you're like, Ooh, I see where that's foreshadowing or Ooh, like I didn't notice that the first time there's some extra stuff that you always catch on a second viewing that I think really made me appreciate it. And, you know, peeps, you were talking about your kids, right? Like I felt the same way. Like I, so on Friday night, I saw it, you know, just me and I walked out of that one being like, I don't know if my daughter's going to like this one, right? Like it's a more serious movie. There's really no superpowers, right? So like none of that pizzazz that really captures the kids, right? There's no laser beams. There's no portals. There's no nothing crazy. And I was like, I don't know, man. And it's a little bit deeper stuff with, you know, these kids getting abducted and all these kind of, you know, dark subject matter behind it. Um, But she ended up loving it. Like she really liked it. Like she wanted me to buy it on Disney plus when we got home. And I'm like, I'm not spending another $30 on this movie right now. (laughs) We'll we'll wait till I can buy it and add it to the collection. But, you know, but it was really cool to see her be like, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised because I wasn't sure how that one was going to hold over for a seven year old, you know? So, uh, so but once again, I think that that's the journey of the MCU, right? She's seen that character through other movies, and I think it was really cool for her to kind of see her kick some ass on her own. Uh, and she really loved Elena as well, which I think all of us did. So, so that that's always a great addition there. So, so yeah. really cool overall thoughts there um, in general. So before we really get in again, I'm reminding you, spoilers. We are breaking this thing down. If you want, obviously, a non-spoiler review, go listen to the regular podcast. Um, but this is this is all about breaking the movie down. So uh, let's get the negative out the way so let's jump right into what we didn't like like so let's just jump right into just um what what didn't we like out of it what do we wish would have been better what what did we feel it was lacking um you know i'm gonna start right off because i've been really thinking about this question and i honestly the only major thing that i can come out of this one thinking is the taskmaster reveal um for me this is the biggest kind of uh, kind of moment in the movie like i was so stoked to see taskmaster in this movie right and yes. and, and also a little sad at the same time because he is a really cool villain and i felt like it was such a throwaway to throw him in the black widow movie because i'm like you you know it's kind of a one-off kind of one shot kind of deal right which the way they leave off the character i guess it could come back down the road with something else but sure. um you know, I just I was really stoked to see this badass assassin that can mimic everything and just all this stuff. And he was cool 
in the action scenes, but then, you know, the big reveal, right? It's Dracoff's daughter um, still alive from after the fire, and we get to see what happened in Budapest. That was referenced, obviously, in the first Avengers movie. Um, and, he, you know, she blew up the building to kill Dracoff, and uh, the daughter was in there, and she was just kind of collateral damage, but she didn't <laughs> die. But now she's like, half android and she has a matrix chip in the back of her neck and you know all this stuff right and we're just we're just what downloading people's moves like a video game in her so she can you know do all the same stuff like yeah i mean i i get what they were trying to go for um on one hand i feel like it was the easy way out to be like oh she didn't really kill the daughter right so she doesn't have that red on her ledger that we've talked about for multiple movies um it, it's just now she can find peace with it right she can make up for it and and she's not the killer that that we all thought she was um so that was kind of a cheesy way out um but i was just bummed man i really was hoping taskmaster would have been some former shield agent or something that was you know, had a past, had a history with Natasha, you know, from maybe Budapest, like, right. That was just part of the mission. And it was somebody that got killed because of her during a mission or something. And it turned out to be that, and they could have done a cool flashback scene, hopefully maybe bringing back Hawkeye or something. Right. Cause he had his audio in there. He did record some audio (laughs) for that flashback scene, but um, so, I mean, that's my biggest thing guys. Like I like, there really wasn't anything else that I felt it was truly lacking for me. Um, I mean, with with what they were dealt with and what they had to work with in the confines of the time frame of this movie and it being a prequel and being beholden to things that come after and things that came before, what else could you have really gotten, you know? So I'll be curious to see what you guys thought. But uh, for me, the biggest thing was just Taskmaster. I was a little let down that that's what it was, and I really wish they would have gone, you know, a more comic-accurate kind of way with it. So uh, that's my one. So peeps... I know you always got things to nitpick. So <laughs> what what you got, dude? And and it sucks because you know, and and you know, we got a we got a guest too. You know, throwing some comments at us. You know how they felt about it as well. And I, you know, I <laughs> will definitely agree that part of uh, you know, that that last scene. Uh, so as I stated, I left the movie having my feelings, but kind of the opposite is friggins the 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 more i kind of thought about it i think the less i actually enjoyed it i had this movie at a certain number in our top 24 yep. at this point uh marvel yep. flicks um so far and it dropped uh it dropped maybe to to uh, a point or two um okay so let me go ahead and get into it um i agree with you uh, dx the villains uh there is a thing that I always like to say in my superhero films is, you know, our hero is only as good as our villain. And in this movie, like, Dracoff, we heard about how bad he is, and we hear about how horrible he is, and we hear about how sinister he is, but we barely see it. We see the one moment where uh, the back of a head, a dude presses a button on a keyboard, causing you know, the, the, the widow laying in the puddle of water to shoot herself in the head. But outside of that, we don't really see this character doing anything. Now, the only villain that we do actually see is Taskmaster, but we don't know what his, her, they, that this character's desire, uh, like what, what drives them? Why are they trying to kill? Oh, you're after the case. Why are you after the case? Do you want to destroy it? Do you want to use it? Like what are our villains trying to accomplish and really nothing our villains are not really after our our heroes they're just after the case that they have 
And I don't know, like, like, like that, that for me, it, it just kind of, it, it didn't give me enough to, to, to really root for, um, to, to, to root for our, our, our heroines. Um, yes, it was a Black Widow movie, and I'll say it several times. I think uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson was amazing. Uh, the character Black Widow was Black Widow through and through. But I found myself liking Yelena more because yes. she has personality. That's nothing against Scarlett Johansson. That is a that is a Black Widow issue because Black Widow has been this like like void since the first Avengers, she's closed herself off emotionally. She, she comes out occasionally like with Bruce, she comes out occasionally with um, Cap and uh, Hawkeye, but overall she's like straight, you know, all about the mission. And that's what this movie was. She was straight about the mission. They're at the dinner table. They're trying to have a good time. And then she's like, you know, fuck all this family shit. (laughs) We're here to do business. It was real to me. It was real to me. (laughs) Don't say that. Exactly. So She's like, I don't care what Dom says. Fuck family. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) He's knocking on my door now. (laughs) That, that, again, that you know, I, I then I'm now feeling for Yelena, and I'm and I'm like, damn you, Black Widow, for saying this thing, and uh, and so so there's that the villains, yada yada, Black Widows, Black Void, personality, I, I what I didn't like. No. Um, a lot of people are talking smack, and they're 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 knocking on our heroines, <laughs> Wolverine like immunity. So the <laughs> fact that they as yeah. as our speaking of said, Fast and Furious, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can can fall out of a helicarrier with debris falling all over them. One of them literally, you know, sticks a, a stick in a helicopter with the helicopter blowing up in her face and she just a breeze just causes her to fly backwards slowly and gracefully. And it, it's it's fine. And and then what I'll say about yeah. that, like that's not a negative. That's right. not a nitpick. It's it's fine. It's a Marvel they did. movie. They did, they did what you're saying though. Like, I mean, like, I, I completely like it's a comic book movie, right? Like, shit right. like that happens, right? So, I, I'm not gonna bitch about it, but yeah. like you're saying though, like, that's not really typical of the MCU though to be right. this over the top because there yes. was several moments, you know, our dude in the chat over here just talked about, you know, her parachuting down with Taskmaster at the end of the movie, right? Like, they pulled the parachute like 50 feet above the ground and land and everybody's all good. Like, their legs would have been broken. Like, you know, um, <laughs> the biggest one for me was, you know, the rooftop chase, right? And then she hits oh the wall. Oh my gosh, she's bouncing. Hits the, oh, yeah. hits the air vent, hits the thing, hits the garbage can, and not only hits the ground, but lands on her feet. And she's just like, whoo, okay. I'm gonna keep yeah. going. Like she would have got knocked the fuck out. Like you know, so uh, there was there was a lot of those moments. You know, the free fall, no debris hitting the parachute or hitting them as they're falling from a giant red room falling from the sky. Even before you know, that, so. when she goes out the window, she falls for like seventy feet and then grabs the bar and then just oh, like yes. pops up and, I was and then like, swings oh. in. Yeah, with no momentum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, there was a lot of that. Oh, and to me too, the other one was when they. When they rescue Alexi out of the prison, oh my god! And like she literally grabs him from a from a rope hanging <laughs> off the helicopter. That dude's massive, and she like scoops him up with one arm. Like, let's go! <laughs> and she just yeah. grabs him, and I'm like, "There's no way she just lifted him onto this rope." Look, like, man, you know. So, so there was a, l- a lot of that going on, but I just kind of, you know, well. <laughs> and 
and I don't want to take too much of Friggins' time, but like he, you know, uh, Friggins, you know, I love talking movies with this guy, and he and he has a thought process when it comes to movies, and unfortunately, that has carried over, and that shit now affects me. Where <laughs> if a movie takes you out, if yes. there's a moment where you're like, hmm, then it, it it messes up the overall experience. And for me, I'm like these two heroes potentially just killed a lot of guards that are just going to work and they are just trying to feed their Russian families and they're all dead because they wanted to ask a guy a question. Hey, do you know where the red room is? And his answer to that question was no, (laughs) but I think I know who does maybe might know. Yeah. Let's, let's probably try that. I don't know. It, it, didn't seem that heroic, I guess, of a moment. And um I'm sorry, that red room was so massive with that thing hitting the ground, it would have caused a oh, real yeah. big that was that was like dropping Sokovia. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it would have been an extinction level event over there. I just was, went splash in the water. I was waiting for this big explosion. I was like, oh and it was like yeah. <laughs> a little the it just hits the like ground yeah, a little bit. Just, yeah the water rippled a little bit <laughs> oh, yeah all those um, poor bunnies they just got squished no they just got scared it's okay oh yeah you're right yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah and and the thing is is that going into this movie i was excited because it's a marvel film and the thing that marvel film and and not only just a marvel film it is the start of phase four they're saying this is the first movie of Phase Four, so I'm thinking this is going to be the next that you know we're leading into Phase Four. But it didn't really feel like this. It it literally no. felt like a movie out of place, yes, out of time. How does this kick off Phase Four? It has nothing to do with Phase Four. It does. They, they say that the, though. This, yeah, no, yeah. They do. it is. Oh, it okay, is. I see what you're it saying. Is. I see. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just man, not. D- disagreeing with you it is yeah. the kickoff to phase four but it's just like what a weird ass movie to kick off phase four because it really has nothing to do with the phase right i mean the only thing we're going to get out of this down the road is yelena um and then you know possibly we see red guardian come back later down the road you know maybe we'll see the widows come back to help and it's some new you know Dormalaji type group that follow Yelena around and they yeah. fight crime you know but i mean really I there's not gonna that. be <laughs> there's not gonna be anything really concrete out of this that's like oh i can't wait i can't wait looking forward to what they set up for the future out of this which which again made me a little sad because i had this this glimmer of hope and i don't care everybody out there i do not care that disney heroes don't stay dead i fucking love that shit you can kill (laughs) off a character and bring bring that fucker back i want to see them back and i wanted I was hoping that when Yelena whistled, I had this like, yeah, I had this like to hear choked up moment. I was like, "Oh, we're going to hear a whistle. She's going to whistle back." And there was no whistle back or nothing, <laughs> you know. And it's fine. I get it. She's dead. She's gone. Peeps, let it go. But I just wanted a glimpse of hope <laughs> that we may see Natasha Romanoff in the future, and 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 we did it. And Friggins, I'm sorry, I've t- taken Ooh, too much you of your time. time. I needed a buzzard to be like. Meh, meh, meh. <laughs> just do that next time i want to hear some brands right, i will right. go well look you you kind of covered you and don both i mean in talking about the different bad guys and the issues there and and some of the physics issues um you know i'm not going to go all science and explain how that like explosion there's like a one in one millionth chance that she i do want to hear the science <laughs> oh I you want to hear well let me get a chalkboard out real quick oh no boy. um 
Fast and Furious science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bad Guy was definitely one of my big issues. I'll, I'll kind of just cut it brief to just two other points that I want to add. First and foremost, one of the things that I absolutely hate um, in movies that go back in time and do this like prequel or intraquil or whatever is to explain a big event in someone's life or show us this big event in someone's life. And usually it fails. Like, for example, actually, Don, you and I were just talking about this Fast and Furious where we were talking about how, like, Dom's story was that he took a wrench and beat the crap out of some dude, and that's why he got into prison. So, you know, we see a lot of that being explained. Um, Another one is Han Solo. Like, you know, they talk about the Castle Run. and I always wanted to know how he got his name, too, so I appreciate that. Exactly, and that, too. I guess I'm just solo solo like <laughs> is that not stupid that was stupid and seeing but they the, did it though i got it yeah. and, and seeing the kessel run thing like it's not as cool as what everyone can envision on their own and so for me i think there are some things that are better left unexplained than over explaining because our imagination can sometimes be way worse than anything that they're going to show us so Hawkeye and and Scarlet Witch had talked about Budapest so much that I was just like, that shit had to be crazy. So in my mind, I was having like, just like a gore fest of a a battle. (laughs) And then this is the explanation of what happens in Budapest. And it was a little bit of a disappointment. We didn't really see Budapest, though. I mean, we don't see the whole picture, but like, you know, this We get a snippet of it, but I I think they gave us the, you know, abridged version. Like, there was a lot more that went on to it because she talks about how they hid out in that great for a couple days. You know, the the hideout had arrows in the wall, so were they fighting in the hideout, too? Exactly, so yeah. They did try and leave a little bit of, of, of the vagueness there, but still it was just for them to come in and kind of explain. And, and this is the highlight. This is the snippet, right? So this is the thing <laughs> that bothered her the most. And I felt like that was a little disappointing for me. Like I, I would have better left it into our imagination. So that was something that was a problem for me. And maybe, and there's a lot of people like Dom, you said you liked the fast nine thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there might be other people that like that, that was explained, but for me, that's a negative. I um, do. And then, uh, there you go. Um, you and I remember Budapest very differently. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> wow. Well done, sir. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention just briefly was the prison break. Um, I like the idea of what happened, but like just the kind of way it was filmed and some cinematic issues. And I thought it was a little too much on the joke side. Not and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something about you know the that helicopter was made of adamantium or uh, oh, vibranium. Well, vibranium, yeah. Is uh, I saw the Black Panther logo on the side. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but <laughs> but no, I mean it was a cool concept, but I just think it was wasn't um, done extremely well. So those are kind of the two additional complaints that I'll throw out there, and I'll just kind of keep it brief since the peeps took so long. <laughs> wow hey, it's all good man no, we don't we don't, we don't have a time limit for no one i'm gonna leave guys I'm done. yeah <laughs> well i could take care of it. we could just go like this and then he's got oh, <laughs> yes you got booted peeps you got booted <laughs> i have the power anybody wants to step out of line all right well, well we'll transition now obviously to what did we love what did we like out of this and you know and i'll counter freds right away by saying i'm glad we got some budapest stuff so you know <laughs> He hated it, but I was glad to get some. Um, you know, like to me, 
I think that for me, this was the funnest part of the movie was getting the connections of different things like that. Like hearing about Budapest, like I didn't need to see a complete flashback and see all the action. Like I just want, I did want to hear about it. I did want to, you know, once we knew she had to, you know, when he drops off the mail uh, to her trailer and he says like, that's from the Budapest safe house. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, you know, and she's like, wants nothing to do with it. And she's like, throw it in the trash. That was cool. I was like, cool. We're hinting on some stuff. Uh, I loved a little nod of her buying the blonde hair dye. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, you know, I just love little connections like that little Easter eggs that are like, Oh, that leads to that. And that plants the seed for that, you know? And um, so, so those little things, uh, I'm going to probably forget so much, but I mean, obviously, like I said, Yelena, like th- her coming in Florence Pugh, shout out to Florence Pugh. Big so amazing. Out, I am so glad that it looks like she's going to be our new black widow moving forward and that, you know, she'll be brought into the team. And, um, I mean, she's the fan favorite, dude. If you look online, you look at any social media, I haven't seen any hate for this character i mean everybody even people that hate the movie are like yo she's amazing so i just i loved it i mean i've been a fan of hers for years you know uh since she did the fighting with my family movie i thought that she was incredible on that um and just you know i was so happy that she got casted and she like you said peeps like to me i think what worked with her was her personality right we got to see her poke fun we got to see her make jokes we got to see her be emotional i mean when i saw the movie the second time and she did the whole like it was real to me like i started tearing up i was like oh my god like it was real we were family like like it hit me man and i was like damn she's good like you know and then her going to the room and having that moment with david harbour's character and you know him starting to sing the you know american pie from the flashback in the beginning you know and yeah yeah Having that father daughter kind of moment of her song that she loved, you know, and um, just little things like that, man. Those emotional beats were incredible. Um, You know, Rachel Vye is awesome. Um, Like I said, David Harbour, dude, Red Guardian, hilarious. I loved every scene with him, man. You know, just everything from the beginning to just him, you know, doing the arm wrestling in the jail, the the escape, just his whole like, why are you girls mad at me? Like, is it your period? Like, you know, just he just, you know, he was just, you know, his his philosophy was so funny. He was so proud of them for all the kills they had done, you know. So proud. Hey, wait, I got I gotta ask you a question. The Captain America that did you talk about me. You know, yeah, I, I, I love, you know, that. And they're like, seriously, you know, and just, you know, I just got out of prison, you know, <laughs> looking like a fox. Um, oh, but yeah, just those characters, incredible. Uh, did Drakeoff's daughter moment, you know, that's something that goes back to Avengers one, man, when she's having that conversation with Loki in the cell and Avengers one, you know, um, in that little interrogation scene, you know loki says to her like you know can you wipe out that much red in your red in your ledger you know and he says drakeoff's daughter you know like can you wipe that out wow. like he literally states that and i was like holy crap that they just went full circle 10 years later wow. to another movie and actually that. yeah and like yeah go back and look at avengers one when they're having that back and forth you know and 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 she's talking about you know i need to you know i got red in my ledger and i need to clean it out um you know loki says well can you wipe out that much red you know and he's and he's literally drops Drakov's daughter to her and that's when she starts tearing up and then she figures out and says thanks for your cooperation which she yes. did at the end of this movie with Drakov cool. at the end after she you know uh, severed the nerve <laughs> and then you know thanks for your cooperation uh so i just i love those little connections 
um, her getting the vest from Yelena at the end of the movie. And then that's the vest she's wearing in Infinity War. You know, like, I just love those little connective tissues, man, that that's, you know, she had the blonde hair at the end. She had the vest. And you're just like, you know, she gets the Quinjet, which her and Steve have in Infinity War. And you're just like, that. that's where we're going, man. That's what they just set up. And that's what they gave me. Um, you know, like I said, man, I just, I love the flow of it. I love the serious of us of the family and just kind of how it went from, you know, this is fake to at the end being like, yeah, this is my family, you know? And, um, I, those are the big, big moments for me was the family beats. Uh, the action I thought was really good. I mean, right from the beginning, seeing them as little kids doing the escape from shield, you know, and then all the way up to the the haunting opening with the Nirvana song and just kind of the, the, you know, Marvel movies don't usually have like the normal kind of movie credits at the beginning like that, you know, but they're just the imagery of just everything they were showing and, um, and just the way it just kind of rolls and plays out, man. I just, it hit man, it hit and it did really, really well for me. So those, those were the outstanding kind of beats for me. I loved a lot of the connective tissues kind of circling back, uh, you know, talking about Barton, talking about like, we didn't have to have Avengers show up in this, uh, but seeing, you know, um, general Ross going after her because she broke the Sokovia Accords, right. She's she's on the run after civil war, you know, the Avengers have disbanded, you know, and it just, I loved hearing about that. We hear about, you know, um, Ant-Man and Sam and all them being in jail on the raft, you know, like everything just really connecting to really paint the picture of where we're at. And then her at the end being like, I got to go break my friends out, you know, and you know where it's going at that point. So just really cool stuff there, you know? Um, So yeah, those are some of the things that I really love. So peeps, what were the standouts for you that kind of, you walked away being like, Oh, I love that. Well, if you would be, if that would be okay, I would like to go ahead and hand this over to Brendan <laughs> since I took the time. Hopefully, he can. Hopefully, he'll forgive me for that earlier. So I, I, uh, I will show you how it is to be fair and share time. <laughs> Motherfucker! All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Take it back. So. Take it back. <laughs> go. No, no. Oh, I, I thought you were really taking it back. Okay. No, no, no. So yeah, um, I mean, I think you can't talk about Black Widow without talking about Florence Pugh stealing the show, right? And you already covered that, Don, but I just want to reiterate that I 100% agree um, with pretty much everything you just said um, about her. And I think to expand on that, I would say that the cast all together and the kind of connection that they had. Uh, really came through on screen. And I think we're so used to seeing the different characters within the Marvel Universe connecting in really cool ways, and especially over the time that it took to build these characters and show those connections and show those growth uh, between those relationships. It was really interesting to see a film, a one-shot film, show a family-oriented situation and all the like intricacies and complications, um, struggles, and um, still heart that they had for each other. And, and that, I think, speaks to the level of acting and um, the level of care that each of those actors took into displaying their characters. So um, I really have to give them a shout out as far as, you know, the cast as a whole. Um, I, you know, we, we talked about taskmaster kind of falling into that negative uh area um because oftentimes we want to see it be like something like the comic and so this is one of those ones where for me um i actually think taskmaster was was a highlight of the 
of the film. And okay. while I may not have agreed with, um, you know, kind of the overall change, like you could replace the Taskmaster name and call it something else and that would work. But one, like Taskmaster isn't a, you know, A or even B level character. There are a lot of fans of Taskmaster out there for sure. But what is the likelihood that you're going to get a Taskmaster? Yeah, okay, peeps, you got it. Yep. But what is the likelihood that you're going to get a Taskmaster or a Batrock the Leaper or, you know, whatever? Like, you're not going to get those characters being the main villain. So why not use them? And I have to say that I really enjoyed the menacing nature of, of this character, in particular with that fight um, with Black Widow in the beginning when they first had that encounter. I liked the mirroring aspect that they were doing and that kind of visual representation of Taskmaster learning their skills. Um, and so I, I have heard some people complaining about that aspect of it being like, it shouldn't be a mirror. He's just studying them. But I thought that was a cool way to get the information across in a short um, two-hour film to where, or however long it is, um, to show the audience that this person mimics those individuals. And, you know, again, we got to see... Well, we saw the footage. We saw the footage of him watching or her watching the uh, fight at the airport from Civil War, right, of Hawkeye and Black Panther. Exactly, like doing all the studying of the position. Yeah, yeah, so so you kind of understood what he was doing and and what he was kind of mimicking. And then Yelena talks about it later, about how he you know, can mimic any move and uh, whatever subject he watches. Plus they were downloading that damn, <laughs> that chip in the back of the neck, which I feel like was adding to that. Yeah. You know, here's, like, here's some here, civil info. war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Civil war. You can learn how to do all of it. But also Taskmaster looked freaking dope. I mean, especially it with the hood cool. up I know. and like wear the hood mask enough. was cool. I definitely could have used more hood, but it was <laughs> more than I thought. But, um, uh, but yeah, I liked the mask, and um, you know, I thought the this overall design was really cool. So that was another yeah. uh, really good aspect. And then I'll close on just talking about the opening sequence because the opening sequence was kind of tricky for me because when it started, I was like, "Oh man, I don't want to see these kid actors like <laughs> just give me to the action or something." And so I was real kind quick. Of- did you know that young Natasha is Mila Jovovich's daughter? I learned that I could I could see that. Yeah, yeah she yeah. looked exactly like her. I, <laughs> I knew could, that. Yeah. I had to look it up after because I was like, she looks just like Mila Jovovich, and sure enough, it was her yep. daughter. So, and I thought it was a pretty close comparison to what like that could be. You know, Black Widow later on. I don't know. I thought that, I thought they did a great job with casting on that level too. But yeah, I mean, from that beginning, I was a little bored at first, and then it just developed even more and more as it went on. And then by the end, when you start realizing this is like the Americans show or whatever, and like now they're on the run. And then like, I, it just I hate like, story. You just hate story. I, I'm saying it's a positive. It worked itself up to be something amazing. So where, where I initially was like, Oh, come on. Like eventually I was like, Whoa, this is so cool. So I really yeah. like how it took me on that ride. And explain, and it also made it really hit later on when she when they were talking about they were looking through the the photo book and she's like oh I remember that day and I was like oh they remember that Christmas and then they're like yeah, yeah we took all those pictures yeah. I was like oh shit yeah. Christmas <laughs> uh, Easter yeah. you know birthday all on the same day yeah. it was so cool so um and that ties into the kind of like spy stuff um, the spy genre that I really really like so that was really fun to um, you know part of it. 
Um, so I'll let peeps have a little bit of, mo- I, I, I may interject and throw in one other thing in a, in a second, but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass the buck on over to you. Oh, thank you. Um, so yes, I mean, uh, things that I, that I like and enjoy, um, it, it's funny, I'm contradicting myself right now. I apologize everyone, but uh, a lot of the, 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 the villain aspects that I didn't like, I, there are a lot of the, the villain aspects that I did like, uh, specifically the, as you were stating DX, the menacing nature of the taskmaster. Actually, I think friggin' said that, but whenever Taskmaster was on screen, and you know, and you know, uh, she was about to to start fighting, like, like it was like, oh snap, you know, driving that big ass tank truck, like I'm, I don't know how many people she killed by just like driving right over their cars as if they were like little paper mache cars, but like that scene was kind of terrifying, and the the fight between um you know the two of them, and every time that you know Taskmaster fought, Taskmaster pretty much. <laughs> kicked ass and you know i like that um one of my one of my top uh, i think maybe five favorite uh mcu movies is black panther the only and biggest issue i have with black panther is the cgi battle at the end of the movie it's literally two computers going at each other this movie (laughs) didn't really have that it was people and this is a great example of just humans fighting and how amazing the action can turn out and I, I think every single action scene, uh, you know, did it for me, if you will. Um, and I, I, I really liked the uh, the the, uh, the effects with the, uh, the the dust when the dust would flow in the air, and then it would get on their face and skin, and you would literally see like it absorbing into yeah. their skin and going yeah. into their eyes, and then then just kind of snapping out of it. That was like a really cool effect because it even looked like it did it a little bit to Natasha, like when it like hit hit like it zoomed on her, and you could see it kind of going into her pores, and her eyes turned red. So I'm like. Was there a little something, something there? Right. Like, I don't know. I like, it, to say something. Yeah, yeah, because it, it looked like it was kind of doing that same, you know, kind of effect that it did on Yelena earlier in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I got to catch that. <laughs> I got to check that out the next time I watch it. Um, <clears throat> and oh, also to mirror what Friggins was saying, the, the family aspect, you know, there was a, a couple moments in this movie. Uh, again, that's why I'm not crapping on this movie altogether that I, I got the feels. It gave me that uh mm-hmm. you know like yeah. like like feels and and it, uh, and then you have to think about it too. It's like oh they only spent three years together. Like why does that really mean anything? But you have to like understand like these people live lie like the spy life where they are killing mm-hmm. and murdering and 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 yeah. espionage and this whole thing where they had three years of their life where they didn't Normal. do any of that. Just yeah. normal people pretending to be a family, but like even though they're pretending, like there had to be some realism in there, and you, and you see when they interact, you know the, you know again the, the the feelings that they that they truly had for each other, and this will this will lead me into my uh, Yelena, like yeah. um, you know the I first saw uh, Florence um, Pugh in, uh, I mean I say first, but I've only seen her in Midsummer. Uh, yeah, Midsummer. Yes, and she is so incredible in that movie. Like I, she is absolutely amazing in that movie, and her performance in this movie again just blew me away. I was I was excited for her, but then the execution was 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 perfect. I I I didn't have any expectations. It was just amazing. Um, I uh, I you know, can't wait to see her in the you know what. 
Hawkeye TV show coming up. Um, I, I can't wait to see her interact with the other Avengers, you know, like Thor, like, you know, like, oh, you're the big, and I could just, yeah. I could just imagine <laughs> and picture yes. the, the interactions between her and everybody else. So, yes. you know, she's a, she's a witty character and, and I like it. Um, man, uh, it, I, lots of people died. This was no like Disney movie, you know what I mean? Like they they didn't show bodies, but there's a lot of people that died in this movie. So I mean, they, rated R would have been a little bit cooler, right? Like, <laughs> always, always. it could have been just a little bit cooler. Saw a little bit more blood from right. from Scarlet Witch falling out of a you know out of a you know uh, the the helicarrier, and you know, she had yeah. no blood, zero blood, but. Um. Yeah, but yeah, the, those things are fun again, just to kind of mirror what you guys are saying. Well, this was funny at the uh, when they at the very end there after they've landed on the ground, <clears throat> and um, Red Guardian and Melina walk up, and Melina's limping, and <laughs> Black Widow goes, "Is everybody okay?" And she goes, "I'm clearly injured." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah." Oh, I was like, I'm clearly injured. Such oh, a po- such a poser thing. To that do. face swap. Did that surprise you? Like. I'm yes. usually pretty good about like catching things, and I even saw those masks in the background. I was like, "Oh, those yeah, are probably, like, exactly. face masks." And then, like when it happened, like that totally caught me off guard. I was like, "That was dope." Um, so it's rare that they get me, but they got me on that one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah they got I me. agree. I was surprised on that one too. I did. I said the same thing, Fred. Like I saw the mask in the, in her little room yep. there in the kit off the kitchen, and. Didn't even think twice about it, even though we because because I feel like we've seen that before, right? We yes, did it in Winter Soldier, like, and um, yeah, she in, in Winter Soldier, she did it in Winter Soldier. Um, yes. at the end, she plays like the other secretary chick, and then she starts off, fighting yeah. and peels it off. Um, but yeah, I did, you know, yeah, when Drakeoff was like, I know it's you, and then peels it off, I was like, oh shit, like because <laughs> I, I totally thought they were gonna go the villain route with Melina, that she Me was. Too die hard through and through you know um you know with that organization and that was that you know so um i'm pleasantly surprised to see that she turned on on him after all of that so that that was really cool that was a good twist that yeah. i i didn't see coming yeah yes indeed and i and i don't know and i don't know what they're going to what the future holds for the widows um I know we're talking about positives, but it, it does kind of upset me a little bit that Black Widow isn't just a person. Like, yeah, she is just a they part were all widows. of the widows. <laughs> yeah, so there yeah. is there's Black Widows now. So <laughs> I don't know. You think Yelena's going to be the White Widow? I think so. I mean, she was already wearing the suit. I mean, they could the blonde it- widow. They well, never really referred to Natasha as Black Widow very much, though either. So doing it now yeah. we got a Scarlet Witch. We got a Loki. <laughs> what are you? Some kind of Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> he said it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so some kind of Suicide Squad. I mean, they could just say Widow, right? And then it doesn't matter which color. Yeah. I mean, she can have yeah, a blue she's, suit. Or she's a just a widow. Suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, you're right, though, about the family part, peeps. I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> Yelena was only six when she got yeah. taken, right? So if she spent three years with that family, I mean, you don't remember shit for your first three years of your life. So honestly, everything she could add memories of was with that family. That was her family. That was her mom and dad. That was her sister. So, you know, life. you can yeah. see yeah. like when she's like, you were my sister. And then she's like, it was all fake. And she's like, 
she kind of looked at her like at that beginning part and she was just kind of like what you know because that was her sister you know and even for um natasha's you know role it's like yeah she was older but you remember she got taken at a very young age and then trained you know so that was probably the only family time she ever had consistently was those three years you know so yeah um so you can understand the connection there um for sure and that was uh I got it, man. Like you said, the feels were definitely there, especially in the second go around once you really kind of <laughs> understand how everything kind of plays out. Yeah. Um, so let so we, we got what we didn't like, we got what we loved. You know, let's move forward to the post credit scene. Of course, Marvel. <clears throat> this is what Marvel's. You know, one of the biggest things they're known for, right? We always got post credit scene. I was a little bummed that there wasn't a mid credit scene. I feel like lately all yeah. these movies have a mid credit and then they have a very, you know, end stinger. Um, this one here, you got to wait to the very, very, very end. There's nothing. Very mid, end. Not the very, very end. There yeah. is nothing in the middle here. So that was kind of a bummer because we've just waited a year and a half to see a Marvel movie and we only got one. Um, <laughs> but, but it was a very cool one and kind of setting up where the future goes um, here. So we, you know, the end comes on we see elena she jumps out of a truck she's got a dog with her and then she is walking through to a small little cemetery and of course we see natasha's gravestone so we've now caught up in the current timeline natasha's gone now after endgame and you see her tombstone says um you know sister avenger uh daughter sister avenger um which i thought was awesome nice little nod yeah. there um yeah. and yeah just heartbreaking moment of her kind of fixing the little you know the gravestone putting up the little stuffed animal and and doing the whistle like you said peeps and you're almost like <laughs> like waiting yeah, to hear the back you're like please oh, come on. i want to hear something yeah. um, but nothing's there and then as she's you know paying her respect um julia lewis dreyfus pops up from and we've now seen her from Falcon and Winter Soldier, as she popped up there. Um, what's her name? Um, Contessa Valenzuela. Valenzuela. <laughs> Val. Val. Yeah, Alegra. we'll call her Val. Uh, we'll just go with Val. But, you know, Val popped up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. She, at the end of that show, she recruited John Walker. And it looks like she's kind of putting together her own little team. Um, so she's with Yelena here. And Yelena's like, hey, I'm on vacation. Why are you bothering me? And she's like, I know. So you, they're obviously working together. And she says, I have your next mission here. And she pulls out an iPad and says, I think you're going to like this one. This is the guy that killed your sister. And, of course, the um, picture on the iPad is Hawkeye uh, in his Ronin outfit, by the way, uh, I love from, it. from Endgame. I love it. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so, yeah, so she's kind of like, there you go. There's your mission, right? And we you know, end the scene with a close-up of the picture of Hawkeye. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome scene. I mean, I, I was curious where they were going to go with a post credit scene for this movie because obviously Black Widow's dead, right? So where do we kind of lean in? And I was hoping it would be Elena and kind of what's next steps for her, right? Is she meeting Nick Fury? Is she meeting, like, where is she going kind of next? And uh, seeing it tie in with Val was really cool um, because, you know, it ended up kind of playing out backwards for Marvel because the Val was supposed to be this post credit scene first and then you see her pop up again in mm -hmm. falcon and winter soldier because that was the way the timeline was supposed to be but because of the pandemic they came out in reverse so we've already seen that character now from falcon and winter soldier so um out, it yeah. still worked out i mean it was cool again because if you've better. seen do you okay I, yeah i think it does too because we 
actually found out more about her from Falcon and Winter Soldier because I feel like if you only saw this post credit scene, everybody would have walked away being like, who the fuck was that? Exactly. You know, like, who, like, yeah. Exactly. So we got the explanation in Falcon and Winter Soldier of who she is and how she's this mysterious character who's kind of putting the team together and she's kind of doing her own little side missions. So it did play out, I think, better as well, too, Fred. And um, so, but, but hell of a tease, man, because Marvel's, we've heard the rumors that she is going to be in the Hawkeye TV show. And I've seen a lot of set photos of the TV show of, of uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop and of Hawkeye and stuff like that. But I haven't seen her in any set photos. I haven't really seen much else. And when they confirmed the cast for Hawkeye, she was not on the co- confirmation. So I was like, man, is she in it or is she not in it? And I I feel like they did that on purpose, obviously, to kind of have that moment of like, oh, shit, like she is going to pop up in this and, you know, maybe be the bad guy in the TV show going after him, you know? So I like the manipulation there. Obviously, we know how this is going to play out. I mean, you would think she would know a little bit better because she's talked about Barton multiple times. Um, I don't, you know, but. It's the way they're playing it out. You know, we do know she's dead. Nobody knows the true story of what the hell happened right on a space planet. So this could play out a lot of different ways. So you can see how she could be manipulated. It's like, you know, Batman being manipulated to fight Superman, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's just the, the right people planting those seeds to be like, hey, you know, this is the person. Go get them. Yeah. Um, but I do love it. I mean, so now we're going to see that happen again. I think that's going to bring her one step closer to being an Avenger or kind of getting into that bigger picture once she you know, syncs up with him and, and she finds out obviously how close they were and how he would never do something like that. And he tried to sacrifice himself first, you know? So, but a hell hell of a post credit scene, man. I love seeing that. I was so stoked to see the picture of Hawkeye on there because I I just love things coming full circle and kind of piecing properties together. And we know that that's supposed to be our next live action show, hopefully on Disney plus. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see how it plays out. And that was kind of a cool way to let us know that we're going to see Elena back sooner rather than later. So, yeah. um, so Fred, what'd you think of that post credit scene? I feel like this is going to be the, the lead up to like a Thunderbolts. Like to me, it seems like that, that like Nick Fury showed up and, you know, recruited yeah. uh, Tony Stark to do the Avengers. I think this is the opposite side of that, the the shadow version. So we'll get the U.S. agent we already know is kind of been recruited and setting up, and then now the the White Widow or the Black Widow or the whatever Widow, um, and then you know is is Kate Bishop going to be on that side or are they going to get like uh, you know fight a villain maybe Balzai or somebody and abomination the, the, yeah and maybe <laughs> they get you know um, you know uh, recruited over to this this thunderbolts thing but i just feel like this has that suicide so, uh, suicide squad kind of vibe to it with the amanda waller is is this yeah. now version right and she's putting together her bad team but instead of planting bombs in their heads and threatening them she's gonna you know manipulate this scenarios but yeah. um that's kind of where i was going with it as far as so i asked uh a couple of my buddies peeps was one of them had seen the show uh the film before i got a chance to see it and I was like, "Is it worth staying to watch after the credits?" Because I was, I had some stuff to do, and I didn't. I, I was kind of in a hurry. I can't believe and you it, asked that. For I know, days. but there's some this of them that dude, just ain't worth it. Should man. I leave? <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah." And I sat there, and I was just like, "God dang it! I should have just left." Like that was it was kind of weak to me for an after credit scene, um, because to me, an after credit scene should be something a lead up to something that's coming that's big. 
and something that's you know to to me theatrical. Like if it's just leading up to the show, I'm gonna I want the shows to, you know, of course be connected, but let them kind of lead up to themselves. And Friggins wanted a Spider-Man trailer. I wanted something for <laughs> Spider-Man. I wanted something for Shang Chi. A little hint, a little nod. Shang Chi, right? Shang-Chi. My bad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's been. <laughs> Like thirty-five, seven, seven years, something of of ta- saying Shang Chi. So it's gonna take me a minute to get it. <laughs> it is not always worth it, Steve. Maybe, well, but um, like the Grandmaster coming out of the thing at the end of Ragnarok, and I was that was the worst wait for the stupid after credit. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was my thoughts. Thunderbolts, and that, well, that's why I, sometimes it sucks to have the two because then one's a joke one, and then the other yeah, one's like yeah. the real one. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just but eating, uh, eating shawarma. <laughs> that was good though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yes. Thoughts on the on the end credits? Um, I, it's fine. I'm kind of in in between the two of you because exactly what you know we are we already established the X, the 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 whistle again. Just that just that instant where she goes to the grave of her you know sister. And you know, she puts her hand on the tombstone and then does the whistle like that alone was she put her head really on it, good. which oh, she did okay. with Scarlet at the end of the movie. They did That's the forehead right. kind of wow, touch, so she yeah, did that to the tombstone. See, like that alone, like <laughs> that was a beautiful scene, that was a beautiful moment. And I feel like that that was needed to see that you know, again, we know that she dies, but Yelena doesn't know, but then we actually get to see you know her reaction and, and her, mm-hmm. you know. To that, so the, I I loved that, but um, you know, uh, when Friggins was like, "Should I stay?" I'm like, I mean, you don't really need to stay because I, it's not going to show you anything that you gotta know. Like, okay, she's going to return, you know, in the in in the Hawkeye TV show. So, I I, I don't know how I feel about Valley yet. I don't really like. Her <laughs> neither that much. She's <laughs> just like this this silly. She hasn't enough time to do anything. Sure, but she's True. just like she's just like Elaine, like you know. Yes. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Now, oh, nope, we got you. Still doing stuff for our team. Wizzle, wuzzle. <laughs> I can't dance, but I don't know. Like it, that's it, a stretch, she's, but she's silly. <laughs> she's silly, and and I don't know yeah. if I'm supposed to be concerned. I don't know if I'm supposed to, and I and I'm sure that's that's the plan. That's the idea. Like we are. Like, where is this character going? What is this yeah. character doing? And, you know, so far we see that she's kind of recruiting those, you know, shoot, she might get Punisher on her team next. Who knows? But she's kind of getting these. Yeah, because she's not really getting villains because, I mean, John Walker kind of redeemed himself somewhat by the Great. end of the show. Yeah. Obviously, Elena's yeah. not a villain. So, but it's like this, like, Avengers B squad, right? Like, <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. here's kind of maybe the cast offs or the, the, you know, like the people that. And been kind both, of shifted to the side. And both, and I love. Go ahead. Yeah, go I ahead. was just gonna say both are killers too, right? Like, um, sure. U.S. agent was a soldier, and he and he he's presumably killed people in action, but also kill, you know was caught on camera killing somebody. And then she is literally an assassin. So that's you know kind of a hint towards maybe the anti-hero. So maybe Punisher is not too far off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why when you when you said abomination DX I'm like spot on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, he became a monster, but 
he was still like a good guy. He was just a war hero, and and he just wanted to take out the Hulk, and he had the the power and strength to do so. And he was a little careless, but he just got the Hulk, the, the abomination powers. You know, he had some time to think about what he did. Yeah. He's know? got ten so, years in that skin now. So yeah, Blonsky, I think was his name. So, yes. Yeah, man. I, I I would love to see some other characters. Like I'm, as as you were talking, I was trying to think. Like, are there any other? Bad ish characters like maybe a Zemo, but he's kind of he has one one goal. So I, I don't really think we're going to see Zemo on a, on a team like that. He would be running it if anything. So, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to see where it goes. And um, it, it was an okay. The the beginning of it was amazing. Uh, the last part of it was just like fine. <laughs> it's basically saying subscribe to Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Well said. They they all are connected, man. That's the big deal now. We gotta be ready because everything's leaning into everything, as we just saw with Loki. The whole future is about to Boy. change. All because uh, of a Disney Plus show. So yeah. there's gonna mm. be some confusion out there if you ain't watching these shows. So hey, hey, no spoilers on the Black Widow episode. We don't want to ruin <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen Loki yet. I'm just saying <laughs> big implications on the MCU here. It's okay if you guys don't have time to watch the TV shows, just tune into the People's <laughs> Forum. We'll keep you updated with everything that's going on in the the, the MCU TV. People's I, Forum now on uh, Apple iTunes or whatever it's called. Apple Podcast. That, that's your that's platform. You should know. know what it's called. I know, right? It's the only thing he listens to. Yeah, whatever that thing is that I always use every day. One more thing I thought of that I'm going to circle back to what we didn't like. Um, <laughs> and I'll see if anybody else has an answer to this. So the very end of the movie, right? They're like, okay, let's get the hell out of here, right? Ross is on the way. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I know what you're going to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay and I'm going to handle this. You guys go. Okay, thanks. Fade to black. Two weeks later, what the fuck happened right after that? She changed her hair, Don. And then she was <laughs> no, able to get away. No, she did not change her hair right then and there. I want to know what the hell happened. Like, how do you fade yes. to black in that moment, right? Like, 20 cars are pulling up right there to her spot. She's staying back. Like, I can see, I mean, obviously, she probably cut a deal. Like, hey, I just gave you the whole red room. I took the red room down. Like, you guys should be so happy. Here's the fucking flash drive. Here's where all these girls are getting kidnapped, you know? Yes. Let's bargain. But at this point, we've only seen Ross being like, yo, I'm not taking it easy on you. You need to come in. You broke the accords, blah, blah, blah. So how do you skip that? Like, how do you skip the confrontation? Like, it just pissed me off so bad both times I saw it that it just fades to black and jumps two weeks later. And she's just like, la, 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 I'm on a motorcycle. And, like, let's go on to the next mission. I'm like, what just happened? Like, what happened <laughs> yeah. with Ross? Like, how did she get away? So please tell me that bugged the rest of y'all. <laughs> okay. I'm going to oh, add. I'm going to add to this complaint. And then I'm going to tell you how you fix it. So oh, first, um, adding to the complaint. Here we have the widows in the red room, and they have a flying freaking building, right? <laughs> and they have all these badass jets, and their soldiers are decked out in this crazy armor with helmets and guns and shit. And she calls in Ross with fucking Hummers and Jeeps. Like, come on! Like, what were she gonna? What were they gonna do? Like, if she set their alarm up, and they're rolling up in their Hummer, and they're like, "Why is this alarm going off ten thousand feet up in the air? This doesn't like." What they don't have jets, they don't have helicopters, they don't have like you know this futuristic tech. I mean, that was stupid too. So I totally feel you, Don. And then fix it. I think peeps might know where I'm going with how you fix it. Is 
you have what would another have been movie. <laughs> another movie, yeah. Where like she sets this alarm and she's on this building and Ross jumps out the airplane and he lands and turns into Red Hulk and then he just starts smashing shit up. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is not what people is at all. Let me just, let me just... Come on, Ross being Red Hulk would have been awesome bringing Dude, that thing down. That would have been like the biggest like Marvel secret I feel like ever if Red <laughs> Hulk was in this fucking movie, you know. Yeah. People would have went nuts. Of course. Well, saving that for the Thunderbolts. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. No. Um I I was going to save this for my closing, but uh yes, DX. That part in particular, I I I don't know if that was planned or if it was just an oversight. And I I I want to have enough faith in Marvel to know that they're not going to leave any stones unturned. And as much as a stretch the statement is that I, w- I just made a little bit like a little bit ago, like how cool would it be, I guess, if we had like something else, something else that kind of continue because I personally am interested in what comes next. Like how does she rescue the rest of the widows? How um, you know, I would love to see the the the, the family come back together for one one last mission before she eventually dies. But that's the that's the rough part is because we still know her eventual fate, so we know she has immunity through the movie. But with this whole tomfoolery and fuckery with time and, and space, I don't know man. Like they could do something wacky with this and to, to give us an answer, but I said the same thing. I'm like, so was she arrested, or yeah. did she cut a deal, or did she just kill them all? Because I don't think I remember <laughs> seeing Roth in Infinity War. So <laughs> Dude, he's is, at the funeral at the end of Endgame. He funeral. is at the funeral, or somebody <laughs> that looks like him. Yeah, yeah it, it was a scroll. A scroll. <laughs> yeah, so that that was beef. But I don't know if we're still talking about like like issues with it. But um, you know, a, a, another piece, and I'm going back. Again, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what didn't we like? What didn't we like? Okay. Um, in, in ter- and, I, and I mentioned this before. Uh, you know, in terms of the future of the of Marvel, I mean, Loki and WandaVision have done so well at 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 giving us the future of of, of what Marvel has to hold. And I I feel like there's so much potential for this movie, even if it is like a potential Red Hulk teaser or some kind of, like something else other than the the, the 45-second end credit scene that teases more of of the the future, more of Marvel. And, And I mean... I, I, I'm okay with nobody popping up in this movie because the timing of this movie was perfect. Everyone's on the run. Either yeah. they're locked up or they're trying to get away. So it, it makes sense that she's that she's alone and I'm okay with that. But like, ah, man, something. And I wish I could, I, I had examples for you guys. And this is a thing that I normally try to do of, of how I could have fixed a thing and how they could have led into other things. But I, I just would have liked to see more of that more connection to the actual future of, of, of the MCU. But at the same time, I think a lot of people, two of the biggest movies that we got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> infinity war. And that, already, that already happened. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It led in perfectly. <laughs> but you definitely said it earlier. Like if this movie had come immediately yeah. after civil war, 
Yeah. I think it would have been so much better. Like, there's oh, just totally. um, especially that moment when when Taskmaster said "shink" with the claws. You're like, yeah, I know who does stuff like that. We haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. right, because that's the skill, you know, or well, the and then when she, weaponry that he got from Black Panther, yeah. exactly. And when she pops up in Infinity War with the blonde hair and the vest, we would have been like, oh shit, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's from her movie. That's yeah. where we left off. Yeah. It, it um, would have made more sense because I I remember watching Infinity War being like, why the fuck she got blonde hair? Like yeah, it, just, I know, it, it didn't even like connect with me that she was on the run and that was why she did it. But like <laughs> I just remember being like, why does she You're have right. this in this movie? And everybody even had like speculations <laughs> in the trailer. Why does she have blonde hair? Yeah. You know. <laughs> now it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. I didn't even notice like every. They mentioned the vest, and I've heard about like, and now we know where she got the vest. I'm like, I didn't even fucking notice that vest. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, I, oh, I, I did too. Say, I was just going to she, say because it's the one movie you, she's not wearing a Black Widow outfit. <laughs> and the two of you are like so spot. Like you notice any change in costumes? Like, oh, yeah. you see Captain America's new costume. I'm like that shit looks exactly like the last movie. No, like, it no way. The star is two inches higher. It's baby blue. Like it's. I don't know. So I, I'm glad you know that stuff was in there for you guys, but I, I didn't even catch it. So I was like, she had a vest with pockets? Cool. <laughs> um, but like Taskmaster um, as a whole, like this character has personality. He's a mercenary. He goes for whoever is paying him the most. And to have a character like that working for Drakoff, like makes sense because he's paying him the most. But there could be a moment where Black Widow destroys all of Drakov's assets and he's like wait you're not paying me well yeah. fuck this and then just like you know leaves yeah. or helps be her like a, or like a slade exactly yeah. and yeah. we don't have that at this time like you know and yes we have a deadpool but to see a character like slade which is literally taskmaster and then we're getting deadpool coming in the future and the potential of those two coming at each other i would love to see that and Taskmaster is 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 really cool. Uh, he has again. I'll, he didn't once throw the 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 shield and it bounced off like two or three walls and hit a person like Captain America does. He didn't do the thing. He didn't. We didn't see a lot of the mimicry from Taskmaster that we normally would. So they pulled a Trevor Slathery on us, right? The 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 Mandarin, and they they even did it. I think recently with another character where we thought it was something, and they they changed it to something a little sillier than what we were expecting. So that is a little frustrating because personally I've liked Taskmaster back from Agents of Shield when we thought Ward was potentially going to be Taskmaster. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, like I was super excited about yes. that. And the fact that but but also at the same time, that's not to say that that's who the, who she won't be going forward. She didn't have a personality. She was mind controlled robot. Now that that is no longer a thing, that might be her thing. Yeah. That might be Taskmaster going forward. They left her so, alive for a reason, and Marvel doesn't do that without a plan at some point. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. You know, they they made a point to be like, take her on the ship with us. So, um, so you know she's out there. So in ten years, like Trevor Slattery, <laughs> we'll see a new Mandarin at the screen, along with Taskmaster. I, I hope he's in Shang Chi. You know, the, to kind of bounce off of that little that oh, Marvel short funny. that they had. Like that'd be <laughs> that would be good. All right, well, we got to move to final thoughts, man. You know, we've talked about the things we liked, the things we didn't like, the post-credit scene. So overall final thoughts, your overall score um, as we kind of start to wind this down. Um, so, Fred, I'm going to bounce it to you first. Final thoughts, my friend. 
Cool. I mean, the best thing I could say is this is a spy movie more than it is a superhero movie. Just like I said in the beginning, I got what I was expecting in that sense. Um, So if you like that genre and you like the superhero genre, it's a great mixture. Um, So I feel like I got what I wanted when I came out of the theater. Um, Again, we've talked about some problems and some really amazing things. So it's got a little bit of everything there for you. But I think there's enough character development. There's enough good story, which everyone seems to think I don't like story for some reason. Um, There's a a lot of really cool over-the-top action and good graphics. And as you mentioned, Peeps, some of that action is actually very uh, realistic and not so much the CGI battles that... Very practical. uh, uh, Practical is the word. Thank you. Um, And and not the CGI battles that we typically get with these big, you know, blockbuster-type movies. So um, if all that sounds good to you, I think you'll like it. It it, it gave me what I wanted and even a little bit uh, more. Um, So, yeah, I think it's it's good. It's fun. It's not mind-blowing like i didn't walk out of there thinking it's my my favorite as you could tell through our discussion here uh but just overall i think it was a great time and then you know it's marvel keeps doing it oh yeah, buddy. Scores, right score um i five. out of five i have to look because i actually forgot what i gave it <laughs> um, <laughs> uh oh yeah i i went ahead and gave four and a half out of five um I, I bumped up to half just a little bit because I just really I, I was teetering between four, uh, but I give it that extra credit for the, the the core group, the cast really pulled through for me, um, and of course Florence Pugh. I mean, she just stole the show entirely, it. Um, and so I I bump it up with that four point five. All right, all right, peeps, what you got? Um, well, your boy peeps. Um, as we've been talking about, we've been excited for this movie for a long time. I personally stayed in a park at Comic Con 2019, and I slept in some muddy, uh, you know, grass overnight so that I can go to the Marvel, uh, the Marvel event. Uh, they gave us all Black Widow hats. I feel like an ass. Because I couldn't find that. my Black Widow hat <laughs> for our Black Widow discussion. But I promise you guys I have a Black Widow hat. But they showed us uh, uh, that the fight scene uh, on the on the bridge at Comic-Con. That has not been in any trailers. So um, I was, uh, I've been excited for this movie for a while. Um, Yes, there are some. There are there are a lot of things that I that I nitpick about this movie. Even the fact that we had a super soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier made it sound like, wait, there's another super soldier. Well, apparently this Red Guardian has been <laughs> yeah. quite famous for some. He has a toy. He has a toy. So you, you guys know there's another super soldier out there. Nobody talked about him, but you know he's in this movie. But whatever, we're not going to nitpick on that that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like friggin' said, Florence Pugh just just killed this movie for me in a good way um even like some little like moments that didn't really do anything for the story like when they were up in the helicarrier and the black widows were like doing their little point twirl roll on the ground stand up <laughs> point twirl. i was like this is fucking cool how long does it take all of them to memorize that shit like that was cool as hell and like you know, the practical effects on it you know it, it was i had fun my little ones had fun sometimes and <laughs> overall like it it was you know it i i was entertained i i wasn't 
upset. I wasn't angry about anything. I just, it, it sucks, dude, because 24 movies that are just fucking amazing. And then this one comes out. And for me, it looks like it's not going to stack up. It's going to look like a bad movie, but that's just in compared to all these like, you know, <laughs> Titans yeah. of a movie in my eyes. Yeah. So, but w- how it stacks up to the other Titans, it doesn't really. But as a film, as Friggins was saying, um, it gives you the spy shit. It gives you some superhero shit. It gives you some ho- like comedy shit, like it, it, and some action. Like it gives, there's a lot in this movie. And the, the, the last thing, and I'll end with this, is the the family. You know, they talk about family in Fast and Furious, but you actually you actually feel it in this one. Well said. They, they do a great job at even little things like, yeah, you, you don't hold on to the past. Oh, you don't hold on to the past, and why do you have that photo album? Still why you still have that photo album that I was trying to get as we're running away. And she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that shit. All right, let's not look at this stuff. You know what I mean? Like all of them, ha- like you, they all loved that moment of their life, and they they don't rub it in your face. I feel like that much. They they show they show you, and you can see it in their acting, and and I love that part about this movie. So they did an excellent job with family, and for that, I'm giving it mm, a four. I'm giving it a four. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to pretty much echo a lot of those same sentiments. It's like we're 24 films into the MCU. We're about to do our ranking. And, you know, and I know I see a lot of people on Twitter and stuff like that that are like, oh, this is this is lower tier Marvel or this is mid tier Marvel. And it's like, well, what did you expect? Right. Like it's a Black Widow movie. I mean, honestly, like this movie is never going to compete with any of the super powered people that can have grander spectacle and, and bigger stories. But for what this is, it gave us what we wanted. It gave us the best thing I think they could have done with a black widow movie without it sure. being like an origin story of just her going through the red room and, Oh, here's my first mission. And then her deflecting the shield. Like it, we could have gotten something really generic like that, but I like that we got something that, was a prequel, but it's only a couple years back in between a couple big events. Um, like I said, the family aspect of this really bring, elevates it. It brings it to another level because everybody brought their A-game. I thought Scarlet was amazing in this. She emotes so well from just her eyes. like, And that's what I love about her. Like She, she does the glossy eye thing really well where yes. it's like she doesn't give you the emotion but you see it in 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 the glossy eye right like she feels it and she doesn't want to say it like yeah and and you get that and she did that really well in the other movies too i mean i I just rewatched the first avengers yesterday and you know the very first time she meets banner and he says don't lie to me and she pulls out the gun her eyes are just glossy because she's so scared but she holds it like so still and she's just holding the gun there you know but she's like please don't turn into the whole You know, but like she's done that several times throughout the movies. And I just, I think she just emotes so well without even saying a word. So she was amazing. We've talked about Florence Pugh, just a whole nother level with the humor, you know, the, you know, you're such a poser, like, you know, like, like, why do you always do that pose? And, you know, and then she's doing the thing. Oh, it's not for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then she did it at the end and she's like, like, you know, (laughs) and just, just little moments like that, even like her hugging, you know, Red Guardian. And then she's like, okay, let me go. Like, you stink really bad. You know, like stuff like that. Like, she just had such a good, 
you know, side to her that made her like she could still be badass in this assassin, but she just had a lot of heart, and that was great. David Harbour killed it amazing to bring in the Red Guardian, this like Russian yes. Captain America, but he was just he he wanted you know and and he even him throughout the movie wanting to apologize to natasha and but he couldn't ever say it right like every time yeah. he tried she wasn't listening or at the time he was like on the it's like she you don't even have a calm and he's like what why don't i have an earpiece you know oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and just yeah those, yeah those moments you know and then at the end when they're like do you got something you want to say and he's like nah just mess it up anyway you know like so he finally had that moment and so he was amazing. Rachel Weisz yes. was amazing. You know, yes. um, the action was incredible, even though sometimes it was a little fast and furious. Um, but, you know, it was really, really good. And just so, yeah. So at the end of the day, is this going to be in anybody's top 10? Probably not. But, you know, but it, it fits. It fits in. It was great to be back in the theater to see an MCU movie. Um, I thought it delivered on all fronts. Like I said, I liked it even more the second time. I will buy this movie when it comes out. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we'll add it to the collection. Like, I can't wait to sit down and see it again. Um, I thought it did its job very, very well. So I'm going to agree with you, peeps. I give it a four out of five. Um, I thought it was really awesome. I mean, like I said, it's not that top level five star MCU, but you know, for just an action, you know, no superpower, just fun thrill ride, it delivers really on pretty much all fronts. So uh give it a good four out of five there. So guys, that is Black Widow now in theaters, and of course also streaming on Disney Plus with Premiere Access, where you can basically rent it for several months for $30 and watch it as many times as you want. Um, it, it, it's available on Premiere Access all the way up till October 6th, which is when it'll release on Disney Plus for free to everybody else to just watch it on the regular platform. So yeah. um, so that's that. Like I said, box office-wise, man, this thing killed it. You know, we got to mention the box office. The pandemic has been a struggle. Movies have not been opening super strong, right? Like the biggest we had a couple months ago was Godzilla versus Kong and made $50 million. And everybody was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And then, you know, Fast 9 came out and it made $60 million And it was like, oh my God, this is amazing, you know? And then Black Widow hits and it brings in $80 million just domestically. And then another $60 million just from that $30 Disney Plus down there um which is insane disney has never talked about financials from their premiere access like this is something they started last year they kicked it off with mulan and then they did it with ryan the last dragon they did it with cruella never talked money right because i don't think they did very well so there was nothing to really discuss but black widow proved that people will drop 30 bucks if the right movie comes out and that's what they did here man they they, it looked like i saw several polls and it was a pretty 50 50 split between theatrical and disney plus over the weekend and i think the last time i saw the poll was like a 60 40 now uh with disney Hmm. plus kind of leading out a lot of people watch this thing at home um, but a lot of people are going out to the theaters too, and it crossed a hundred million uh, right out the gate within the first couple of days. First, you know, movie to do that in a long time, and then now it's made over close to three hundred million worldwide. Um, you know, it, is this money it would have made pre-pandemic? It probably would have been a billion-dollar movie. You know, so uh, <laughs> yeah, but we're just so sure. far away from those days that hey, a couple hundred million is like yeah, <laughs> like here we go. Uh, but it's good to see, man. I think it proves once again that if you have the right movie in the movie theater, people will go see it um and and it also goes for the whole day and date thing this is something these streamers have been struggling with is 
do we just go theater? Do we just go streaming? Do we do both? You know, HBO Max pissed off a lot of people in the movie theater industry because they were doing day and date, you know, but most of their movies that have done that have opened at number one in the box office and, you know, it's available to watch at home for free, right? If you have the service and this is something you got to pay 30 bucks for and $60 million was made, you know, off doing that along with another 80 in the box office. So once again, it proves that people will do both. I think it's good for people to have choices, you know, for the people that probably have big families and don't want to run to the theater with that. You can pop some popcorn at home and watch it for 30 bucks and then, you know, bring invite people over and everybody can watch it. Yeah. Or you can run to the theater and see it in IMAX and see it. And this was actually playing in 3d at the AMC, which I was like, damn, I haven't seen a 3d movie posted in quite some time, you know? So I I bet that end scene would look really cool. And I was uh, just thinking that, (laughs) you know, as everything's falling from the sky. Right. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, just incredible. It's good to see the MCU back. And see it back up on the big screen, man. It, that's uh, it's been fun. And now we're on a roll, man. In just a couple months, we got Shang Chi, September third. We got the Eternals in November. Then we got Spider Man No Way Home in December. So we're just getting on this roll now, man. And that will continue into next year. We got Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness in March. We got Thor: uh. Love and Thunder in May, and it's just going to continue on and on from there. So uh ant-man 3 is currently filming and uh man things are heating up in the mcu we're getting back to normal and it's just glad to see it back man it's been long overdue so um and then like i said we just had loki wrap up on disney plus we got what if coming out next month on disney plus and then we'll see when the next live action one's going to drop it's either going to be hawkeye or it's going to be miss marvel they haven't officially determined yet which one's Mm. next um but it'll be one of those two to wrap up the rest of the year so um, hopefully it's Hawkeye now after seeing this. I, I want to see. Right? What I yeah, 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 yeah. I need to see what's next. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. So all right. So this is the time, man. You know, every time we do Marvel, we got to hit up that MCU countdown, man. Twenty four films. Um, I want to keep it to just the films. I know some people have started doing their list with the Disney Plus shows kind of inserted. That's a little bit harder to judge a whole TV show. Kind yeah, of that's a whole list on its own. Yeah, I have it as a separate list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will. I will probably at some point make a separate list that includes the shows in there as well too. But for for sake of the argument, we're just going to keep it to theatrical movies, the twenty four films that have been released uh, to date as of right now. Uh, so, who would like to begin our countdown here? Uh, when we have Fred and Peeps do a little rock, paper, scissors, and then uh, <laughs> we'll hit up the MCU countdown. Well, I have a question. Do you prefer going 10 to 1 or 1 to 24? Or are, how many are we doing? 24 to 1. You're doing all 24. What are you all talking right. about? But so start I'll... at 24 and work your way to 1. I'm ready if you're not ready, buddy. Go for it, Peeps. <laughs> okay. All right. Peeps, all right. You got it. All right. <clears throat> So, <laughs> I am a hundred percent going to get the numbers wrong, like I do every yep, guy's every time, time. Every computer. time, all right. not using letterbox yet. Come on, come on, <laughs> alpha. <laughs> all right, so starting with uh, number twenty-four, and I'll just go down. Uh, Iron Man two, the uh, worst movie in the MCU. I've had a lot of issues with this movie. Uh, then we're going with the first Thor movie. After that, uh, then we're going to Iron Man three. A lot of issues with that one, too. And then the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk film, which is an MCU film, for those of you that don't know. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to Miss Marvel, which is probably going to fall down even further. But There's no Miss Marvel movie. I, Captain Marvel, I apologize. <laughs> Captain Marvel. All right, then we're going with... Use your Thor. numbers, man. I'm losing my place with you. <laughs> okay, 
So number twenty is Captain Marvel. There we go. Okay. Uh, Nineteen is Thor two. Eighteen is the Captain America First Avenger. Uh, Seventeen, Black Widow. Sixteen, Avengers two, uh, Age of Ultron. Fifteen is Doctor Strange. Fourteen is Thor. Three. <laughs> uh, 13 is Ant-Man 2 12 is Ant-Man <clears throat> 11 is Captain America Civil War it's Captain America 3 alright now we're in the top 10 wow. number 10 is Spider-Man 2 number 9 is Spider-Man 1 uh, number 8 is the original Iron Man number 7 is Avengers number 6 is Black Panther now, my top five MCU movies is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 for number five, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 for number four, then we got Endgame number three, and then we got Captain America 2, which is the Winter Soldier, and then the number one movie of Marvel and potentially of all time is <laughs> Infinity War. Nice. Interesting, man. Your list is, wow, it is way off for mine. <laughs> um <laughs> Yep. I can't believe how low you had Ragnarok. That that really threw me off. Would you have that at like fourteen? That was fourteen under the Ant Man. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That's yep. insane. All right, Fred. Let's redeem this. Well, what's interesting? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I, I have to say, we actually had a couple movies land on the same number, so that was kind of interesting. Um, and the first movie that we had land on the same exact number Respect. was number twenty-four, Iron Man Two. Um, I have that at the very bottom as well. Number 23, I have Iron Man 3. Um, as you peeps, I had issues with both of those. It blows my mind when I see people have Iron Man 3 so high up on the list. But, mm -hmm. hey, cool. If it works for you, it works for you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, number 22, I have Thor, The Dark World. Uh, number 21, I have The Incredible Hulk. Uh, number 20, I have Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow. Yeah, it's... It's not my favorite. Um, you number Black Widow higher than I sure do. I enjoy Jesus. that way more. Can I kick uh, him out? <laughs> <laughs> Remove. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> I got snapped, but they he brought me back. Um, number 19 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, 18 and 17, I'm struggling with. These can might shift with a rewatch, but as of right now, I have 18 Captain Marvel and 17 Doctor Strange. Um, and oh, and 16 as well. Uh, 16, I have Far From Home. I feel like I'm probably going to shift Doctor Strange above that and move those around, but that's why I have it right now. Um, number 15, I have the first Thor. Uh, and number 14 is where Black Widow comes in for me. So right near that middle mark. Um, 11, 12, and 13, again, same problem. I have a really hard time with these. Um, so they keep moving around. But for right Dude, now. I feel like anything around that top 10 can be shifted around <laughs> at oh, any man. day's notice. <laughs> for, seriously, like, I could rewatch it and it'll change. Currently, I have Black Panther at 13, Ant-Man at 12, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at 11. Uh, but again, those can all shift around. But my top ten are actually pretty solid. Like I, I don't have a whole lot of movement up once at the ten ten mark. Um, Thor Ragnarok I have at number ten. Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger I have at number nine. 
that one's weird because the more I watch it, the more I like it. Uh, um, number eight, uh, I have the first Avengers movie. Uh, number seven, I have Civil War. Number six, I have Iron Man. Number five, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. Number four, I have Avengers Infinity War. So a little lower than you, Peace. Um, number three, I have Avengers Endgame. Uh, number, He's got yep. the Endgame vote. And our number two is also tied because I have Captain America the Winter Soldier at number two as well. That is just a phenomenal film. <laughs> And my all-time favorite MCU movie so far is Guardians of the Galaxy. I have seen that movie nine times in the movie theater. I have seen the movie a billion times at home. I, you know, yeah, you know, cosplay Star Lord in the past and danced around a Comic Con to that music so many times. So that is my number one. Uh, and, well, that's my whole list. That's my twenty-four. Wow. Okay. Um, see, this is what I love about this stuff, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'll say, like, like some some of the positioning, I'm just like, huh? But then there's a lot of them that we either have at the same number or I'm, like, one off from you. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of interesting to see kind of how it shifts and falls. But, all right, here we go. Um, for me, number 24, and this is funny because Fred talked about it moving up his list, and this continues to be last place on my list, which is Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, this is dead last for me. Not, and and again, I always feel I have to preface this with the oh, MCU yes. list. I love all of these movies, okay? Yep. So please do not get me wrong. We, there are problems with the lower tier movies, but I still love the fuck out of all 24 of these. So just because it's at the bottom doesn't mean that I hate it. <clears throat> just to me in the grand scheme of things, it's the most boring one to me out of all these movies. So that's why it always falls at the bottom for me. So 24 is Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 23 is Iron Man 3. Oh, that I don't know. Soon that one might actually take place in flip-flop, but Captain America for me. I got <laughs> to rewatch both of them again, and then I'll make that decision. Number 22 is The Incredible Hulk. Uh, with Edward Norton, um, that movie. I do enjoy it, but it is definitely in the scheme of things towards the bottom. Now, shockingly, to see how it all falls, so I'm going to be the lowest on this one of the movie of the night. Black Widow is number 21 for me on the list. So again, nothing against it. We just talked about it. Four out of five stars. Love this movie. But once again, up against the titans of the MCU, man. I don't know how that movie could be placed any higher, to be honest. Yep. Like, like to me, it just it 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 just fell at the bottom just due to the enjoyment level of it, right? Yep. Um, so 21 is Black Widow, number 20 is Th- Thor the Dark World, number 19 is Iron Man 2, number 18 is the first Thor movie, um, number 17 is Captain Marvel, number 16 is Doctor Strange. Number 15 is the first Ant-Man movie. Number 14 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Number 13 is Black Panther. Number 12 is Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 11 is the first Iron Man movie. Uh, Number 10, getting into that top 10, number 10 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number 9 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 8 is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number 7 is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I love. I just rewatched Thor Ragnarok like last week, and I was like, "Man, this movie is so damn good." So it, it so bumped good. up because I used to have Winter Soldier higher, but from just a pure enjoyment level, because it's so funny and the action's incredible, Thor bumped up big time for me to number seven. Number six is uh, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. Number five is the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. 
Number four, and this is where, <clears throat> you know, for me, I always have the Avengers movies at the top because there's just something special about these movies. They're team-up movies. They're special events when they happen. So to me, they're always kind of the echelon of the top of the MCU because it's just there's too much going on to have them fall any lower in my heart. So number four is Avengers Age of Ultron. Number three is the first Avengers movie. Number two is Avengers Endgame. And number one is Avengers Infinity War. I agree with Peeps. Not only the greatest MCU film, but probably the greatest film of all time. Uh, when it all comes down to it, I love Infinity War. Just did a back-to-back Infinity War and Endgame a couple nights ago. Oh, uh, I've been nice. kind of re-watching a lot of these with my daughter lately because she doesn't remember a lot of them from being so young. So we're kind of going through them again. And just so damn good, man. Infinity War is just such another level of a film. So there's how the 24 shakes out on my end i'd like to uh throw in there we we have uh and and thank you steve to joining us tonight i would just i thought it would be good to shout out his top 10 since he's been here stuck with us the whole time recording (laughs) steve threw out his number 10 of homecoming his number nine of avengers his number eight of iron man his number seven of far from home six guardians of the galaxy (laughs) five civil war four ragnarok yeah ragnarok respect (laughs) <laughs> Three Winter Soldier and then Infinity War at number two and Endgame at number one. So thank you, sir. We appreciate you sticking with us through the night. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for joining us, man. I hope you've enjoyed it and it was fun to listen to um, as we've kind of broke this down. I love getting the team together for these and kind of breaking down these uh, spoiler reviews and really getting a chance to dig into these movies on a bigger scale because yeah, you know the regular podcast is non-spoiler we only get a couple minutes to kind of talk about a movie even the video reviews i try to keep to 60 seconds so getting a chance to sit here for an hour and a half and really break it down and and talk about it as uh is always fun man especially when it comes to the mcu and getting a chance to kind of get us up to speed with where we're at in the marvel cinematic universe so very very That's cool fun. so as always, guys, let's go around. Let's see where the people can find you. Peeps, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Where can they find you? You can find me at the People's Forum. That is, as you probably already heard, it's my podcast <laughs> of uh, talking about the same things that we're talking about tonight. <laughs> um, I'm going to be dropping Loki, the final episode here pretty soon. Um Gosh, so many fun things. But yes, I'm on the I'm on the internet. <laughs> you can we're on the Facebooks, the People's Forum. We're on the iTunes, on the Spotify's, on the Stitchers, and the Googles. Like just the People's Forum, two E's for people's. Also, uh, Twitter. You can throw me some stuff there if you feel like it. Uh, that's for my people's number four. My people's on the Twitters. On yeah. the Twitters, there you go. And you can also find that on Red Dragons Radio, of course, with all the other great this podcasts. So check it out, reddragonsradio.com. Fred, where do the people find oh, you? That's me. Um, well, I am on the interwebs at uh, pretty much just Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Friggins. That's F-R-I-G-G-I-N-Z, Friggins with a Z. Um, in addition to that, I show up on the Red Dragons uh uh, am I still on the air where we do these kinds of podcasts every once in a while? So Don is gracious enough to keep inviting me back. I don't know why he does, but thank you, sir. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I get kicked out almost every time for some kind of crazy, uh, you know, ranking of something or other. Um, and, if we were talking uh, about Loki, we'd be kicking him off right now. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, 
And I'm also, we like to do this little thing called uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and we play that on uh, Twitch. So you can find us at twitch.tv slash mead and friends. Uh, and you can check out our D&D games live streaming. We do that about every other Saturday. Um, of course, life schedules sometimes tweak that. But if you just follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see the post before we, before we stream that. All right, plug, plug, plug. Uh, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. You see it there at the bottom. Of course, the show is Am I on the Air. You can see the little ticker at the bottom as well, too. Am I on the air.com. Available on all your favorite podcast platforms. So Spotify, iTunes, uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podchaser, Google, Amazon, P- Pandora, everywhere you want to look, man, it's there. Just search Am I on the Air. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all that good stuff. Just search Am I on the Air and follow along. The regular podcast airs every Monday, breaking down the latest and greatest in entertainment news television movies and reviews every single monday get yourself caught up to speed with what's going down out there in that entertainment world and of course am i still on the air right here right now so thank you everybody for tuning in for this spoiler review of black widow i appreciate you all tuning in uh check this out on your podcast check it out on the youtube for the video form and um till next time y'all peace See ya. Red Dragons!